guys. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast. We're on episode number two, and I'm so excited to move you guys further down my journey and tell you a little bit more about how I ended up where I am and hopefully share a couple lessons with you. So today we're going to talk about how I got my first real corporate job, which was a summer job um, when I was in college and how I transitioned from being a full-time student athlete to a full-time adult after I graduated. And I'm also going to touch on one major life event for me that ended up being truly the biggest gift in my life. So let's start with my summer jobs. So the summer before my junior year of college, most of my friends were going to work in New York City for the summer, and I wanted to be with them. True story, I had never been to New York City before I went to college. I grew up in Boston and we traveled all over the place, but never went to New York City. So all my friends are moving to the city. I really wanted to be there for a fun summer with them and I needed to find a job. So if you remember from episode one, I had some great on-campus jobs working in the athletic department at Yale. One of my on-campus jobs was working with the football team. And I asked someone who was a coach on the team at the time if he knew of anyone who could help me get a job in the city. And one of the coaches actually put me in direct contact with a woman who was a field hockey alum. She was on the team. She graduated a few years before I even got to Yale, but she was working in the campus recruiting department at a big investment bank named Credit Suisse. So there's just so much value in connections. This was my true first networking moment. Um, If you're a student athlete now, definitely get involved with your alumni. Find them on LinkedIn if you don't know who they are. Reach out to them. Learn more about them. Um, At Yale, we had a pretty tight group of alumni that you could reach out to as this coach, you know, really helped me tap into that group. But if this type of group doesn't exist at your school, start one. It will be so valuable and you'd be helping so many others who are going to be in your shoes in the future. So this woman and I communicated via email and she asked me to come into the city for a formal interview. I had never done a job interview before in my life. I had no idea what to expect. Um, Most importantly, I had no idea what to wear. I remember going to the J Crew that was on campus and picking out what might have been the most basic outfit ever. I was just so lost. Um, we didn't have Instagram to help with our look back in the day. Uh, there were no fit checks. I had to work with what I had. And let me tell you, it was very boring. Um, oh, and I also had to get horrible black shoes. Anyway, it was probably the most I'd ever spent on a single outfit in my entire life. Um, and I only had one of them. So it was my interview outfit. And then it was going to be, you know, what I had to wear, uh, to work at a bank. So anyway, enough about what I wore to that first interview. Um, we can talk more in a future podcast about how to really set yourself up for success in that area. So many more options these days. But I got that job and I ended up working for the campus recruiting team at Credit Suisse for two summers. So my summer before my junior year and the summer before my senior year. Basically, we were running the summer programs for the investment banking and fixed income groups. So if you were going to be an intern, um, actually interning on a desk at the bank, we were the group 
that were sort of your glorified camp counselors. We were making sure all the desk rotations were set up, um, social events were set up, mentorships were set up. It was kind of like behind the scenes um, of how a bank like that runs. And I really liked it and I thought maybe this could be a career path for me, Uh, but I wasn't totally sure. The summer before my senior year, so my second summer interning there, um, when I was wrapping up my internship, the head of the group so graciously and unexpectedly offered me a full-time job upon graduation. So heading into my senior year of college, I had my job offer all lined up. I was on cloud nine. That felt so good. I liked working there. I was comfortable there. Um, I you know, just felt like a huge weight off my shoulders that I was going to be able to financially support myself um, upon graduation. I had some student loans. I really wanted to make sure that um, I was prepared and you know, financially independent when I graduated. So then life happened senior year, and I continued to grow and meet people and make brand new friends that I didn't know previously. One of my new friend's dad had launched a startup media company that was focused on out-of-home advertising. Um, They were looking for someone right out of school to basically assist the CEO, who they just brought on board as well, um, and help grow the company in their New York office. Media and advertising, I have to say, definitely sounded more interesting to me than working in finance. It's not like I ever had this lifelong dream to work in finance. But, you know, I had already made this commitment. Um, I had the support of a team that I worked with for two summers. They really liked me, you know, but on the other hand, um, advertising sounded cool. Uh, It was an opportunity to try something new and to take this new opportunity. And if there's ever a time to try something new, right when you graduate college is probably the time to do it. So I really felt in my gut that I had to take this new opportunity before starting that full-time job at the bank. Um, I I really felt that it was going to take me in a different direction from what I already knew, that it would be uncomfortable. Um, I was comfortable at the bank. I worked there for two summers. I had friends. I knew what to expect. But something in my gut was just saying, take this new opportunity. Um, Push yourself out of your comfort zone try something new. Um, This was probably the first really hard adult decision I had to make. Um, I really did know that I had to take the opportunity though. I had to call uh, the head of the group who had again offered me that job and I had to tell her that I wouldn't be starting in a month, that I was going in a different direction. So as hard as that was for me, my advice to you is please take opportunities like this when they pass your way, especially if they seem really hard at first. Um, of course, don't burn bridges. Be respectful. Do things, you know, ending one chapter and starting a new one is something you're going to have to do many times over in your life. Don't shy away from those hard conversations. Stay true to how you feel. But you never know where a new opportunity is going to take you. Be confident to take the risk that your gut is leading you in the right direction. Um, in this case, for me, this was you know a really pivotal moment to have to call someone, have a very difficult conversation, but feel like after it was over, I was exactly where I was supposed to be. So I took that opportunity to move into media and advertising, and I moved to New York City right after graduation uh, with a few of my friends. 
And I started at Starlight Media. So Starlight Media was an outdoor advertising company that sold ad inventory on the side of grocery stores. And we had signs in the parking lots. So it would kind of be like the last advertising you would see before you walked into a store. And this is really before the day of social media and Instagram and Twitter, where you would be scrolling and exposed to brands and ads while you were actually shopping, which is super common now. Um, This was really a chance for brands to get in front of people right before they were about to make their purchases. So part of my job at Starlight Media was to keep the calendar of what was sold, which signs were open, what what signs were not open, and make it really easy for the salespeople to go out and talk to customers and sell. I helped with marketing materials. I helped organize pictures of the ads into these sort of books that we would share with people. Um, again, so much of this predates uh, Google Slides and Google Spreadsheets and all the tools that make sales easier today uh, or really doing any job today. Um, we were a really small group. I was by far the youngest when I started. Um, the CEO it was a guy named Tim Carlisle. Uh, He was just the coolest guy in the whole world. I feel like I really hit the jackpot with my very first manager right out of the gate um, after college. He had experience actually at a creative ad agency that was based in Greenwich, Connecticut, that for some reason I had followed for a couple years online. So I was very interested in sort of the work he had done there. I just knew he was like the perfect guy to learn from early in my career. Um, We actually have stayed in touch and I even had a conversation with his daughter uh, who's in college about her career path and what she's interested in. And anyway, just a really, really wonderful family and someone I feel so lucky to have um, met so early on in my career. So Tim was an amazing manager. He always checked in to make sure I was happy and he always made sure I was learning. Um, It also turns out he was the type of manager that you would be grateful for when your life gets completely turned upside down. Um, Some things in life you just cannot prepare for. So two months into my very first job ever, having just graduated, wrapped up an amazing career playing Division I field hockey, I was living in the city with my friends, loving life, just so happy. I woke up one morning with a lump on my neck. At the time, my mom was a nurse at Mass General Hospital in their cancer center. And I think she, you know, knew that it was something we wanted to get looked at pretty quickly. And she pulled some strings to get me into one of the best doctors in New York City. I can still remember the day I had to take the subway all by myself. I was 22 years old. I had just moved to New York City. Um, and I had to walk a few blocks over to St. Luke's Roosevelt Hospital in Columbus Circle. And really little did I know that on that first day, I was about to get pretty good at navigating that route for the next year. And within a few hours of that first appointment to look at the lump on my neck, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a type of blood cancer. So all of a sudden, on a dime, The life that I thought that I was living, just gallivanting about the city with my friends and having, you know, this this great first job um, really just came to a halt. So I decided that I wanted to keep working throughout this whole process. 
Um, getting up and going to work every day made me feel normal, like nothing was actually wrong with me. Um, and, you know, Tim and everyone at Starlight Media just could not have been more supportive. So when I tell you that everything in your life happens for a reason, just trust me on this. It is so true. And I'm not saying that if I had stayed the course that I had planned, which was to go back and work at Credit Suisse, that this wouldn't have been the case. That's certainly not true. I think I would have absolutely found support anywhere. But there was something really special about working at Starlight Media at the time that I did um, that you know, was was where I was supposed to be at that time. Whatever I needed, they told me it was mine. Um, I was lucky I had great health insurance. I didn't have to worry about that. Um, I could take all the time off that I needed, though I really did like going into the office. It made me feel good. And, um, you know, can't just say enough about the support that I received from Starlight Media going through, you know, one of the hardest things in my life um, at 22. So I could probably write a whole book on the experience of my cancer diagnosis at such a young age. But for now, I just want to touch on how I got through it mentally. Physically, I had a team of doctors who gave me the best care in the whole world, and I'm so thankful for that. They were there to fix what was going on inside my body, but only I could really control what was going on inside my mind. So I approached my treatment like I had approached every other challenge so far in my life, which mostly involves sports, to be honest. And this is why I'm so thankful for all of the teams that I played on, for all of those experiences um, that my parents put me in when I was really young. Like All of those things in life had really led me to this moment. I knew what it was like to be down on your luck. I knew what it was like to lose. I knew what it was like to be behind in a big game that you just desperately wanted to win. And I also knew what it was like to be an underdog. I knew what I had to do because I had been there before. Maybe not in those exact circumstances, but mentally, in my mind, I had been down before. And you know what happened every other time I was down? I got back up and I tried again. I approached my road to being cancer-free in the exact same way. I took it one day at a time and I showed up every day. I followed a game plan and I kept moving forward. And this wasn't always easy. I can still remember one morning in particular when I was feeling sorry for myself. I was sad. I was probably a little depressed. And I called my mom. I told her I just didn't feel like getting out of bed. Now, as a mom myself, now, 18 years later, I do think a lot about how excruciatingly hard this must have been on my parents. Um, They were back and forth from New York City a lot. But I really didn't want to move home. I wanted to keep my life as normal as possible. My mom, when I called her on this morning, she easily could have joined in on my pity party. Her daughter had cancer and didn't want to get out of bed. Can't really blame her. But my mom did not let me wallow in my pity. She told me to put my sneakers on and go for a walk, one step at a time. She knew once I was outside and moving, my whole attitude would change. And it did. She was right. I have the work ethic that I do today because of my mom and my dad. Getting that cancer diagnosis that day ended up being one of the greatest gifts of my whole life. I now know that I can do absolutely anything because I got through that. And that's why everyone 
needs to embrace hard things and uncomfortable opportunities that might come your way in life. They will all absolutely make you better and serve you in the long run. So a year later, I was officially cancer-free and I was just so ready to get my life back on track. Uh, Honestly, I felt like I could just take on the world. I was just so happy. A friend from high school reached out to me because she had just started a job at this little company called Google and they were hiring and she wanted to refer me. She knew that my experience that I just had for the past year at Starlight Media would align perfectly. At this time, back in 2006, it was pretty hard to get a job at Google, um, an entry-level job, even if you didn't have, uh, without any experience. You needed some sort of experience. And the fact that I had just had some advertising experience um, aligned me pretty well. So the only thing was, I had just come off of the weirdest and hardest year of my life, and while I wanted to go for this job, and I would have been excited to work at Google, how could I just tell my company that I was leaving after all that they had just done for me? So I you know, really struggled with that decision. Can I go for something new and exciting, or you know, really, should I just stay where I am? And this is how you know when you are working for the best people. So... When I mentioned it to my manager, uh, after getting up the courage to tell him about this opportunity that I had, not only did he think it was the right move for me to grow, but he offered to be a reference and do anything that he could do to help me. So I, I honestly, I can't make this up. I'm not making that up. This is just what happens when you put yourself in the way of good opportunities and really good people. So working at Google in 2006 was quite an experience. There was zero work-life balance, but by design. All of my coworkers were my immediate best friends, um, and we just had so much fun those first couple years. It's where I took my first work trip to San Francisco. I got my first raise, my first promotion. Google really taught me how to operate with the rigor that you need at a large corporation, but also how to find ways to stand out. Um, you know, I was used to standing out from on the athletic field because of my skills at field hockey. You know, that was all gone now. I was an athlete, you know, in college. But when you get to the real world, you have to find other ways to stand out. And that's what Google really allowed me to do, find some good mentors and people that I could learn from and really try to figure out what my voice was going to be, what my value um, was going to be that, be that I was bringing to the company. Sure, some of the best parts were the free bagels and wearing jeans on Fridays. Shout out to Marsden Klein, bagels and jeans, always. Um, But it was also where I ended up learning even more about myself and what I wanted. So for me, what I learned most about Google is that bigger isn't always better. I left Google in 2009 and I went to a series of smaller startups, which eventually led me through Snapchat and now I'm at Amazon. So I have gone big, small, big and all back around again. Sometimes job opportunities came to me, um, sometimes I found them and sometimes it was a mix of both. So next time on the Business School podcast on episode three, we're going to jump into some of the experience that I had working at startups after my Google experience, including how I created a job for myself, pitched it to a founder, and got her to hire me. So thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, if you learned something, or you think this could help someone else, 
please share this podcast. I would be so appreciative. And as always, if you want to ask me any questions about any of my experiences or just chat, please hit me up on social media. I'm on Instagram at Meredith Huds and chat with you all next time. Thanks. Thank you.